All right, well, Stu, cheers for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. No um, worry. How yes. has the day been so far overall, then? Uh, yeah, it's been all right. <laughs> Real it's life stuff. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, no better, no worse. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you can hope for, that it's perfect, yeah. okay, and uh, that's good enough. Then, three months in to 2023, we're three months in. How's the year so far then, do you think, overall been treating you all as a group, Gold Monsoon as a group so far? Um, It's not too bad. We could do with some more gigs, definitely. Because this time last year, we had pretty much all our years set out. Okay. Uh, and we, we played quite a lot of shows last year. We travelled up and down the country and that kept us busy. This year, we don't seem to have so many, but hopefully we can work on that. So uh, just been promoting the new single, really, doing the video and stuff. What's um, what's stopping the gigs, do you think? Is it uh, a combination? Is it just a combination of your time, uh, lack of availability? I don't know. I really don't. Um, we were all over the place last year. Mm. Perhaps uh, people just think we suck. I don't know. <laughs> We have got some. I mean, it's you know, it's not looking all bad, but yeah, we we need to get on it. But it's kind of like in my mind, we've still come out of uh, Christmas, and it's still kind of winter, and no one's really you know, sort of uh, doing anything. But uh, yeah, oh, I, I do mean, wonder. We had a couple of practices so far this this year, I think. Okay. Maybe. I do wonder if it's kind of a the tentative last year as we were kind of getting back to some form of normality and it was very tentative. There was a lot of, still a lot of delays and suspensions and push on of shows and so on this yeah, year. Yeah. So far, it seems like, well, I, I can't, I can't think of a single day when there isn't, I look, uh, you know, if I'm in London and I walk past X amount of venues in Camden, you know, Underworld, Electric Ballroom and so on. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, they're playing there tonight. Oh, they're playing there tonight. And it seems like it's, that's, it's all just catch up time. Yeah, maybe there's kind of a bit of oversaturation and and people can't sort of get a foot in. I don't I don't really know, but we were so busy last year that uh, towards the end of last year we kind of got a bit burnt out. But uh, <laughs> so you've, but, but you've you know, had your recovery time now, and now you yeah, just want to get more. Yeah, so we're waiting for the next bit. So uh, you know, I've I've been hot on the uh, promotion thing for the single and the video, and uh, we've been played a lot on radio. And stuff like that so uh just sorting that out yeah that is the major thing isn't it living hell it's the brand new single out now but with a video as well yeah. available too which is always a lovely lovely appreciated touch talk to me then about this track and basically what you were going for here musically we'll talk about the video in a minute itself but the actual song um it's it's kind of uh one of charlie's really um I think we're kind of going a bit gnarlier <laughs> in, a, in a good way. But um, uh, I think most of the riffs are hers. And um, we just kind of wanted to get back into sounding how we sound when we play live. Right. And even though we were all dead proud of the Alpha Kings EP, not sure it was an exact representation of what we're like as a band. So we kind of wanted a kind of dirtier kind of sound to it. And uh, we we uh, recorded some stuff uh, uh, in the summer with Dave uh, from the band Horse Called War. And um, 
he's kind of he's got it right the mixes he's been sending us have, have been great so uh they're kind of slowly coming through and uh so it'll be uh EP, another ep release but it's it's kind of a, a louder nastier goat monsoon kind of thing it's, that's uh, fascinating that you, you sort of that's how you think of it because when I think of Alpha Kings, but I also think of I tend to now think of uh, the the recordings from Bloodstock. Obviously, when you played there, mm. uh, do you think that's a better reflection the live uh, Bloodstock of Alpha Kings than perhaps the actual EP itself? I think with the EP, it was nice to get the songs down and and get a nice clear representation of those songs. But uh, I think we realised that kind of. St- you know, playing to click tracks and and having stuff sort of squeezed in and squeezed out and all that kind of thing probably wasn't for us. So um, we kind of did a bit more of a a, a live kind of recording this time. And uh, I mean, my bass parts were all done in one take, which I'm okay. quite happy with. And uh, Dave said to me, when it came to perhaps redoing my bass, he said, are you happy with them? I went, well, I can't really play it any better. It would either just be the same or whatever, you know. Mm. And he went, correct answer. So, oh. <laughs> so we were quite happy. So me and Lou's, uh, you know, his drum parts and my bass parts were done quite quickly. Then it was just kind of like the guitar overdubs and stuff. And uh, a lot of uh, Mike's vocals, he he really, uh, you know, he really pushed the boat out on those. There's some yeah. phenomenal stuff going on. So, yeah, we've, we've got a couple more tracks that, that need mixing. And, uh, and then we'll be sort of promoting new EP. I'm glad you brought it up then, because I was going to ask about bigger picture for Goat Monsoon at the moment, because of course it's not just uh, Living Hell. That's the most recent, you know, we had pills only a yeah. few months ago as well. So the bigger picture is an EP. You've got an, have you got an idea or a rough plan for when that might see the light of day? No, Dave's taking his time over it, but we don't mind because he's doing some really good work and he's a busy man. So, uh, you know, it's all good. You Would you, would you, um, would there be... Uh, did, will it be another single before the full EP? No, probably not, actually, because uh, with the kind of amount of tracks on the EP, uh, people would have heard it before it comes out, basically. So we just thought two singles because we are happy with the mixes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and the, you know, they're, they're doing all right. I mean, it's only been a week since uh, the singles, so... Yeah, I was going to, that's the next question then, really. Looking at the reaction to Living Hell first in particular, um, how have you found it? Not just on a sort of critical review aspect, but the people, you people that listen to Goat Monsoon. Uh, I think it's probably surprised a few people mm. with kind of how in your face it is. And uh, it's probably a bit of a kind of nastier sounding vibe. Uh, I mean, the... The Alpha Kings EP was pretty angry anyway, and this this still has that, but it's kind of got a bit of an earthier kind of sound to it. And um, I'm dead happy, particularly with how my bass sounds on it, which which is probably the most important aspect of it anyway. But, you know, uh, of course, <laughs> on a totally personal thing, yeah. Because yeah, I've, I've finally uh, found a bass sound that I I really like, and it's taken me a long time. <laughs> I've, I've, I've found a sound that I'm really happy with. And, and there's a couple of reasons that I have that sound as well. Oh, that's amazing. Because put that with pills, it, it seems like this now, the combination, Living Hell Pills, is a great encapsulation, I guess, of where Goat Monsoon is right now, musically then. Yeah, 
yeah i would i would i would think so yeah i mean there's a there's a few uh kind of uh so a few different elements to this we've mm. got a, a kind of bluesier track that we're kind of waiting on we've re-recorded an older track and uh you know pills obviously had that really kind of do me end section which uh you know it's i don't know it's just kind of more it's more us i think the sound certainly a representation of what we sound like live definitely but yeah can't wait can't wait to hear it look forward to that um you know yeah dave hurry up it's amazing yeah. um, <laughs> it's a lovely but, chap so it's all good yes yes so we're considering how happy you are um his work then that's that's fantastic yeah. here um the video the video for living hell you've got a mix here of uh live footage bit of studio a mixture yeah. of disturbing images from film some more obvious mm. than others talk to me about the inspiration behind the creation of this video um i th i think what i was getting from mike um he did he did the pills video mm. and, uh, and yes. the kind of deal with the pills video was it was kind of all forms of addiction whether yep. it's good or bad it's all the same kind of thing um so there was lots of stuff in there he did the video for that there are a couple of bits that uh we weren't quite sure of so i took over a few of the editing bits and once i realized i actually had the software at home to do a video I said to Mike, uh, the living hell video, I'm going to do it. Mm. And uh, he kind of gave me an outline. It's kind of uh, it's kind of based on kind of abusive relationships and that kind of thing. But to kind of make the video a bit more palatable, I kind of put all kinds of stuff in there. You know, I didn't want to be too specific on yep. genders and, and stuff like that. So there's a, a lot of the stuff is just people going through shit, basically. So uh, and, uh, and obviously I love me horror movies. So as much, you know, what I found was fitting, you know, I kind of bunged it all in. But on reviewing some of the footage, there was uh, there was a sequence I think it's a rehearsal sequence where mm. Charlie looks at the camera at least a couple of times. <laughs> so I thought, I really want the sequence in there, but I don't know what to do about that. So I thought, oh, I know. Every time Carrie looks at someone and kind mm -hmm. of does a bit of telekinesis, something happens, I'll splice a couple of bits in there. So that's why the Carrie bits are in there. And obviously okay. I had to go uh, back in the video and just put a couple more bits in. But there's some Coffin Joe in there. There's a there's a Salvador Dali movie in there. Uh, I don't know what the pig thing is. That was kind of <laughs> interesting. Oh, see. I'm not yeah, sure yeah. where it's from. Yeah, I, I was hoping because, you know, I'm watching that. And the same actually goes with Pills. In Pills, um, you know, the fact that there's a, 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 a segment a short segment from the 80s movie nasty video nasty possession i was yeah. like oh wow that's there as well so like yeah. it's almost a game to try and work out what it was but with um with <laughs> living hell I within pills, actually the, the uh -huh. reason the reason why it's in there is because uh isabella rajani's uh kind of uh freaking out in the subway just basically fit the tempo of the song and that was kind of why and also, it's a film that not many people know. And because it covers so many kind of dynamic relationship topics, it was a good one for Living Hell as well, because you've got her and Sam Neill both abusing the hell out of each other all yep. the way through the film. 
So it was nice to take some bits there and not everyone's going to know the film. So I thought if I get done for copyright, I'd rather it was an obscure kind of foreign movie, you know. Yeah, because I was going to ask that, particularly when you were, you know, splicing in shots of, say, Carrie, for example, and uh, elements like that. Did you have much trouble with copyright when it came to putting this out there? <laughs> the only trouble I had with putting it on YouTube is mm. we got a copyright claim for the music. Oh. Yeah. Uh, which, I by... wasn't ex- which I wasn't expecting. <sighs> but uh, but that's kind of, that's okay. It's basically the distribution that we use to get the singles out. Right. Kind of from that. I had the same problem when I did the Bloodstock stuff, that the distributor had the copyright to the music. They, right. they don't, but it's just a kind of internet issue that we need to sort out. But with the film stuff, mm. apparently if you only use a few seconds, it's okay. Yeah, that seems to be the trick. Yeah, a sort of short splice scene of maybe four to five seconds. Don't push it too much and you might yeah. be okay for the yeah. most part. Um, yeah, it's YouTube. But if, you know, you can get copyright claim for anything. So, yeah. so congratulations that it was yourself, your distributor effectively was the only issue. Yeah. So considering, right, so Pills, Living Hell, or what's coming in the future, I then have to ask, you talk about, okay, you want to sound like you do live, but what's been inspiring Goldman Soon as of late to kind of put out this specific style of music, whether it be Pills and the Addiction, the experience of Living Hells with Living Hell? Um, I don't know. I think in a way we're, we're still kind of finding out where we fit in the grand scheme of stuff. Okay. And I think we still surprise people live as well. I think people think we're one sort of band and we usually end up being something different that they weren't expecting. Mm. So we're we're possibly more up-tempo than most people think, which right. surprises people. But I think uh, kind of after the, the whole Alpha Kings thing, which was a pretty metal kind of sounding kind of EP, yeah, we just want to bring it down a bit, I think, just uh, make it nasty. And and when you're sort of uh, trying to achieve stuff like all the gigs, certain things start getting at you that you want to kind of put into the music. And, uh, you know, perhaps me, perhaps we're more weary, I don't know. And perhaps that's being reflected, you know. Okay. I wonder, um, you are, you guys are considered an important part of the Essex scene in general, as well as known around the country too. It's not like it's specific, specifically Essex, or that's where you're based. And obviously, that's where um, you play a lot, play probably the most of your shows, I think. Um, but across the country, thanks to previous shows and tours, you are well known. But expanding and getting out a bit further is one of the hardest things to do what do you think you guys need to do to to do that basically um it's kind of the thing with the more you play the more you get to play and even though we had a lot of gigs last year they were still quite spaced out Mm. um i mean we did some cracking stuff last year we supported nebula yeah and that was a hometown gig and that was one of the few gigs that we actually got paid for so neither did we get to play with Nebula, but we got a stack of cash for that, which was quite nice. But <laughs> we did some good stuff. We played uh, in Canuck last year, and our support act was uh, Rob, who plays with the Prodigy, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a he's a really cool guy. Uh, we did like Stoke on Trent, and uh, uh, Bolton was one of the last ones. 
Oh, awesome. And, uh, but we'd really like to crack the kind of London thing. We've only done a couple of London shows, but but a lot of the kind of sludgier, doomier bands, they're all Midlands and up north. Mm. And obviously being stuck down here, that makes it difficult for us to get to a lot of places. But yeah, we kind of, yeah, we did a bit of it last year and it was good fun. Everybody was totally knackered by the end of the year, but, but it was good. It was worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Is it getting the band out there, you know, and uh, yeah, there were some good shows. Not all of them were what we we're expecting, but it's it's never a horrible thing to do is go out and play live, you know. Everyone, everyone wants um everyone wants their band to be able to fit on any particular bill because obviously that would allow you more opportunity for gigs and so on. Do you feel like that's something that Gutman soon can do? I kind of get the impression and I've got the view on you guys that you can fit in a lot of different bills. You don't have to be sort of sectioned off into a sludgy, groovy, um, stoner sound only. And that's where you belong. And that's the only place you can go. Yeah. Um, do you kind of feel like you can sort of, I think we can cover lots of stuff, but I'm finding that promoters probably aren't willing to take that gamble. Mm, okay. Seems to be the, the case at the moment. I get, right. I, get, I get a lot of people saying, we'll see, to me. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. Moving on from that then, sticking with the promotion and pushing Goat Monsoon out, it's not just, obviously, live is so important. The more places you play, the more ears hear, the more eyes see you, and the more words are spread about you, but, of course, online as well. Probably the most difficult area, I think, to promote these days because everybody and their brother and sister are trying to share the same space where where's your shortcomings in your opinion when it comes to being on online and pushing yourself out there um it's probably being uh an older age group for a band okay uh a lot of the the kind of younger bands probably know how to do stuff more um a lot of the time when I get home, I usually just want a cup of tea and go, you know, <laughs> and go to bed. But uh, And I'm finding a lot of the stuff. I mean, we should be on TikTok. We should be on but all that stuff. is mm. just a bit beyond me. And uh, I'm not getting any younger. And <laughs> I'm, I'm getting uh, less patient with trying to sort stuff out. Facebook's become a nightmare for trying to do anything. Yeah. You know? Meta business suite, what's that all about? Isn't it fun to navigate that? No, <laughs> what I was thinking of doing, this probably wouldn't go down very well. Is it Zuckerberg who owns Facebook? It does, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I was thinking of sending a message saying that I've held his entire family hostage and I need a ransom demand. And right at the end, I put reply on uh, Meta business suite and go see how you like it. And there's your 30-day ban, and probably that's going to start in the next exactly. five minutes because we're yeah, being yeah. listened into yeah. right now. Totally, yeah. <laughs> in fact, we'll probably get cut off because he probably owns everything. And yeah, yeah, I don't know who. Actually, I don't know who owns Zoom. I presume um, it's going to be one of the big ones, probably. Yeah, it's probably yeah. Google or something. But oh, there you go. But, no, yeah. I, I I understand. Um, it's always an interesting question to get a wide array of views about when it comes to social media. You know, we don't speak to anyone um, who 
can unless they're already in the social media e.g a social media management manager or someone like that yeah. everybody says same thing it's not even about age anymore it's either the frustration that comes with trying to manage it and get your voice out there or it's just yeah. the ever-changing algorithm um oh, yeah i was than- looking at um uh the the video kind of statistics for living hell even though it's done very well on kind of youtube and on facebook mm. and stuff and it will tell it will say how many views you've got of the video and when you actually go deeper into the uh, statistics of it it gets more depressing the more you yes. look because it will say that basically that many people may have viewed it but they bug it off like halfway through and you kind of go oh okay so just trying to get people to sit down and just watch three minutes of a video is getting very difficult and that's how it fits in with the whole tiktok kind of thing you know which i don't understand yeah it's that it's attention uh it's attention spans we know this it's no secret we're not saying any particularly profound here or criticizing any particular person that maybe doesn't want to sit and watch i don't know a 15 minute track or whatever i completely understand that thing but the tiktok generation and whatever it is i i i have no idea i've never used tiktok um and i don't plan to at any time soon but is it 30 seconds 30 yeah. seconds max or something yeah. like that so with the living hell video i really tried at certain points just to put something in there that's going to make people go what the fuck <laughs> you know dancing pigs and that kind of stuff you know but what yeah. about the other? What about the uh, streaming side of things? Uh, are you keeping an eye on that? I think so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we kind of put stuff out, and the distribution people hopefully hit the right places. But it's you know, I mean, do I want to spend my time making sure that we're signed up to everything that that goes on? You know, mm. I, I don't know. You know, just kind of trusting it really that it's hitting all the right places. But well, you, that's mm. it. I mean, you you you're passionate about Gottmanson. You've released pills. You've released Living Hell, and these are great, great tracks with really, really watchable videos as well. But of course, you have a life. Deep videos. Um, cheap videos they're very cheap that is a big thing (laughs) yes uh the living hell video cost roughly nothing really yeah it's basically we did some live shows and a mate of ours a guy called uh, gary who supports the uh the music scene like nobody else i mean this guy is kind of a gig machine Mm. and um he he filmed a lot of the gigs so, and I know he doesn't mind me using the footage. So uh, once I was able to get the footage in sync, you know, that was cool. And just stick some bits in there. Obviously, get that off of YouTube, got all the programs to do that. So it, it costs nothing. We might do a proper video one day. Who knows? It's a really, if costing nothing, it is a well done video. Yeah, cool. Thank you. So we've established what the rough plan for 2023 is. Uh, The work towards uh, the EP release, hopefully more live shows amongst what you've already got. But then what's an achievable goal you would like to reach before this year ends? Oh, God. Um, I'd love another festival appearance. That would would be cool. Um, I think at the moment, we're just really cool with just people wanting to see us so just you know promoters saying oh do you want to do you want to do this and come down to here we we still like that you know it's not really about doing big stuff it's kind of we just like playing 
and uh you know not every gig is worth it in terms of either money or audience but it's never a horrible thing to have to go out and play you know music that's that's always fun you know uh some some bits of it can be frustrating but we always love that part of it and you Mm. know and, and we we have a great time just getting to the places and sitting in the backs of vans and stuff like that so so maybe nothing big but you know we got we got a few things coming up yeah absolutely if you could pick any festival in the uk that's happening this year to be on this year what one would you like to do uh i we i have just submitted a thing to download um okay <laughs> so we'll see Hell yeah. how that goes um obviously we'd love to be asked back to bloodstock mm-hmm. um but we shall see we we are actually doing a festival this year anyway it's in Bury St Edmund are but you it, it, but it should be really good because there's loads oh. of grounds on it so Oh, fantastic. Uh, I think it's safe to say, as we kind of already touched upon, download Bloodstock, Techfest, Damnation. Yeah. You can f- yeah. Any we'll of them. Yeah. Yep. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. If I can get the time off work, then, then we can do all of it. If you end up at download, you're going to, you bloody, you will get the time off work. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd love to do download. And, and that's the thing with the band. We're all, uh, we're all working, um, all the band, apart from myself, all have families and stuff. So, you know, it's just kind of trying to fit stuff in there. Yes. Uh, yeah. the, the 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 trials and tribulations of being a modern band in the scene, trying to make it. Uh, you're not alone there. Um, and people watching, listening to Goldman Sooners, do what you can to make sure that they can afford to live and get out there and uh, play in your local towns, basically. Right, so and I, hit, reach... I hit 50 this year as well. So, you know, I'd quite like to just get through the year just without keeling over. That would be nice. Uh, you know, 50 is the new whatever it is these days. 50 is <laughs> the new 30. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, we hit this part of the interview now where we have a quick fire round. Well, we call it a quick Ooh. fire round, only, but it's not really that quick. You can take as long as you want to answer <laughs> and go into detail as much as you want. But basically, it's 10 questions pulled. Uh, taken from a pool of about 500. They are randomly selected for your specific oh, no. interview. They can be absurdly silly, nonsensical, or very, very serious. Uh, these are your 10. So okay. you're ready? Yeah, go for yeah. it. All right. Number one, have you ever experienced something in your life that's unexplainable? No. Wow. This one, we've had others, this one's come with other people, and almost everybody has goes, well, yeah, and always has something, so there's an outright no. You've always been able to explain it. Definitely, yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. I I don't believe in ghosts, I don't believe in kind of spiritual kind of things. Um, uh, Yeah. If it happened, it happened. And there's a reason for it happening. I love it. Straightforward. (laughs) All right. What's your worst habit? Oh, God. Uh, talk too much. Okay. I'm okay. too nice as well. People would say maybe that's not a bad habit, though. Oh, I don't know. Being <laughs> nice and talking too much. I don't really yeah. see them as uh, bad no. habits. I see them as, yeah. a, you know, yeah. It can be. 
<laughs> okay. Um, living or dead, who is a filmmaker that you would love to share a drink with? Pick their brains, basically. Oh, God. Um... Ah, uh, George Romero, possibly. Um, yeah, obviously, being big into the horror, there's probably loads. Um, uh, the the dude who was coughing, Joe, okay. Jose um, Morans, Marins. Um, yeah, what? just something like that. Why, why him? Uh, because when I first saw his movies, I mean, there's some of his stuff in the Living Hell video. Mm. Um, some of that's a Coffin Joe movie. Um, they're Brazilian films. And I, I don't know how familiar you are with the Coffin Joe stuff, but oh. there's literally every film that he's made, there'll be something in it which will just leave you just open mouthed and just like, oh my God, wow, really? And uh, coming from kind of, you know, Brazil and stuff like that, which a lot of the films he did, they were under military rule and all that kind of mm. stuff. I mean, the, the the balls of the guy to do a lot of some of his movies. Uh, I haven't seen a film that literally hasn't made me go. Oh, oh really? Why? You know, he's, he's got a film where somebody uh, has an operation. So he basically uh, fit got some footage of an operation he had and he stuck it in the film and it's totally unwatchable because it's horrible but <laughs> just for the fact that he does stuff like that it's really extreme even for kind of movies from the 60s and stuff that's so, incredible and obviously okay. Romero is as given because you know yeah 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 I feel like that one doesn't need as much explanation um most people should know yes Okay, if you oh this is this is easy. I think I can answer this for you. If you had a spirit animal, what would it be? A sweet from the city show. Oh, all right, okay. All right, I okay, yes, <laughs> yes. I realize now that actually is the correct answer because I'm like, yeah. well, obviously it's gonna be a goat, but no, obviously it is. <laughs> no, it's 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 sweep. Sweet and or zippy. I mean, he's not really an animal. He's kind of an egg thing, but, you know, both are pie. Do you, do you want to elaborate on that in any way? Nah, not really. <laughs> what is an overrated album, in your opinion? Um, Nirvana, never mind. Yeah. Shout. Oh uh, I preferred In Utero as a, as a record. Um, there's nothing particularly wrong with Nevermind. I kind of got fed up with people telling me that I had to listen to it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times I heard it, I was probably really pissed at a party. So every time I hear it, I just think about just feeling like shit, basically. Uh, I, I feel like once upon a time that might have been more, but might have been controversial. But I feel like there's a lot more people these days, it seems, that do recognize In Utro as being the superior album. It just happens, never mind, it's the one that sold a ton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely preferred In Utro. All right, this next one's perfect for you then. What is the last great horror movie you saw? Oh, wow. Um, as in you. Mm -hmm. a, a new film or 
it's just the last great horror movie you saw. It can be something that it doesn't necessarily have to be new. It could be just you've never seen it before, and now you've seen it, and you, it was great. Oh, crikey. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. Yes, I do know, actually. Okay. I've got it right here so I can show you. Uh, mm -hmm. I'd never heard about this film until it actually came out on Blu-ray. Okay. And it's that. It's called The Appointment, and it's got Edward Woodward. All right. And it's got Jane Marrow, and uh -huh. it is incredibly intense. The cover almost, it, the cover looks familiar, but I don't know if that's just because, hey, here's a dog. And, oh, it, the lower half, right? I've never seen that before. Um, that's a, that's, a, that's artwork. <laughs> it's it's incredible. I'd, I'd never heard a thing about it, and it's kind of, you know, it's an hour and a half of pretty much the most tense you know, every scene is dragged out to its most, you know, it's based off that cover that you don't give it based off that cover. You I, I have a thought in my head, but I want, tell, tell me what's the synopsis of it. Um, It's um, it, it sounds really boring because it sounds kind of like a kitchen sink drama, mm. but um, it's Edward Woodward. Yep. Um he i think it's a job interview that he's going for and uh he misses um i think his daughter's violin recital because of it so there's problems at home because of that and he goes off to the recital uh but there's also something else going on that you're not really quite sure of and uh every scene is heightened to to maximum suspense. There's a bit where he's just sitting in a, a kind of services, just drinking a cup of coffee, but the scene just lasts so long, and they heighten the conversations around him and everything going on, and it's it's one of the most unnerving things I've ever seen. And uh, I don't want to give too much away, but there's a, a car crash at the end, which is so brilliantly filmed and so so brilliantly done, but it's also incredibly odd. Oh, and okay. Everything that happens in this film is odd. Even uh, kind of a, a general kill in a movie is done so weirdly. Mm -hmm. that you just go, I don't even know what happened. And it kind of freaks you out a bit. But when uh, me and my wife watched this for the first time, we were both sitting there kind of like, oh, man, this is the most tense thing I've ever seen. Right. So it's that. Right, on Saturday, this coming Saturday, myself and my wife are planning to just chill out, do nothing, and watch a couple of horror movies. We have one lined up already. I'm going to make that the other one, and I will message you afterwards and tell you if I liked it or not. Yeah, it's... Oh, it's so tense. Okay. Oh, it's it's great. Yeah, really loved it. So we'll, we'll re-watch that, definitely, because uh, right. good stuff. Fantastic. All right, this is... Uh, who has been... The most famous person you have met. Now, famous subjective, of course, but in your opinion, yeah. the most famous person you met. Okay. Um, I've met quite a few famous people because mm. I hang around lots of film people. Yeah. A lot of my friends in London are all uh, film people. They all do stuff within film that kind of make them cool dudes to hang with as well as yeah. lovely people. Uh, Graham Humphreys is... Uh, is a good friend of mine. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did a did a Zoom quiz with Graham last night. Uh, 
Graham is probably one of the nicest people ever and an amazing artist. And we've got lots of his stuff in our house, lots of prints. I've actually got an original Graham, which he gave me as a wedding present. Got some original artwork. And uh, it's I get a real kick out of knowing Graham because um, the artwork for Nightman Elm Street was a big influence back in the day mm. and now it's kind of come full circle you know it's kind of like knowing graham he's signed stuff for me and uh we see him quite a bit i've been on holiday with him you know it's wow so i love graham i love uh all my friends in london they all do really cool stuff um i've got a few stills up here which are which are signed by people probably the most famous one being that one which is christopher lee of course yes Pointing in the right place. I've got the lovely Pauline Pert from Satanic mm. Rights of Dracula, who's a good friend. And um Gunnar Hansen. Yeah, Gunnar Hansen. Uh Ian McCulloch from Zombie Fleshy is up there. Oh, I love yeah. Ian McCulloch. Went for a curry with Ian. <laughs> um, he used to play in a band and he was telling me all about that. He was asking about Goat Monsoon and <laughs> stuff like that. Amazing. And, um yeah, we get to get to meet people all the time. We're doing something on Monday. We get to uh, see Robin Asquith from the uh, Confessions films. So we've been really lucky and meeting a lot of the George Romero people on mm. the dead, Day of the Dead. Uh, meeting John Amplis from Martin was a big deal. Um, but I would say the most famous is probably Christopher Lee. I think... Uh... In general fame, yes. Um yeah. that that's yeah. the name that everybody knows. And obviously, uh me and my wife are, are good friends with Victoria Price as well, because she did our wedding for us. So it's fantastic. But yeah, we know lots of great people. I'm gonna tie this into actually a little bit of a plug as well. Of course, um people want to know more about this, know more about your interest in horror, love of horror, and the details can of course go and find out more via the abominable crypt that dripped terror which is a face is it facebook page only yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's all i can manage <laughs> there you go up with. do go check that page out it's fascinating you'll learn a hell of a lot there are films that come up of there particularly as um a person that didn't grow up watching um say 70s and uh, 60s 70s kind of horror that elements hammer and things like that and now in later life has discovered them often i use that page as a great go-to where i need oh, to discover sweet. something i've never seen before yeah cool there i did a i did a bit on the appointment and because i've completely forgotten what it's about it might be worth just checking that one out (laughs) (laughs) my synopsis Uh, wasn't great but (laughs) that was good good all right what's a hobby that is popular generally and enjoyed by many but you just don't really get why people are into it okay this could be controversial Mm. football I mean, it's, it's probably the most popular hobby in this world, at least in this yeah. country, most of the Western world, actually. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Mm. <laughs> Preaching <laughs> to the choir. Yeah, even though I have been known to wear a uh, West Ham sweatband. And the only reason I wear that is because Steve Harris gave it to me. So it'd be rude not to. <laughs> People ask awesome. me about it and I'm like, I don't support West Ham. I feel like that gives you more right to wear that sweatband than a lot of other people who support football teams. Yeah. It was off his clanking hand as well. So (laughs) I was well happy. Took it off, gave it to me. 
Nice. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right, the penultimate one. What was the first ever live music show that you can remember going to? Yeah, this is going to be weird. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I was a kid and it was a live concert done by the cast of a kids program back in the day. And it was called Animal Crackers. Mm. And they were kind of big dressed up kind of animal things. And they did a live show. I think it was in Bournemouth. And I, I vaguely remember that. It seems like some kind of weird trip or something, but I vaguely remember that. Oh, have you ever tried to hunt down the, um, see if you can hunt down like the, the, the oh, would it, would it be some live version? So it wasn't taped. It was like a TV show, that thing. No, no. It was kind of the, the people who do the program just kind of did a, a seaside variety ah. which is is kind of weird in itself i haven't even looked the program up on i might have to do that now mm, yeah because you uh, never know find out it was taped and see yourself in the audience yeah. somewhere but obviously it wasn't a kind of full-on metal show there was no pits or anything that i can remember i was in a pram possibly mm. uh this would have been mid to late 70s maybe so it's it's kind of in there but maybe early 80s i don't know I love that you can even remember that experience. All right, the last one. Can you inspect the horror? Can you uh, can you think of a horror remake that was superior to the original? And I kind of put wait that because I think it's very very hard to do. Oh wow. Mm. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm going to get round this question. By mm-hmm. saying that Hammer's 1958 version of Dracula, I prefer that to Universal's 1930 production of Dracula. I got it, around it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to argue. It is ultimately, um, yeah, all the Hammer stuff that was, that was reworking on Universal Monsters. Um, yeah. It's remakes, of course it is, absolutely. Yeah. I think your mind automatically goes to the sort of modern stuff, your yeah, nightmares, absolutely. your Friday the 13th and stuff. But yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't tend to watch anything that goes past like about uh, 88 or something like that, you know. Uh, and I'm going to throw an additional one out just to kind of, because you've said that now and I know that's the case. <laughs> but give me something then. Give me a modern Something, let's say, in the last five to, no, five years. Five years, ten is too long. Five years that you think you, that you've seen and you did actually enjoy or thought was good. Um, I'm not sure how old it is. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will get it. That's 2007 or 2008, I think. That's a while oh, back no. still. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, uh, what about Krampus? That's really good. Oh, what's that? That's like 2016, I think. Maybe yeah. later. Well, I think you're can okay we, there. Can we do that? Can we do yeah. that? <laughs> Your trick or treat was 2007. Yeah. Yeah. Krampus, because we now watch that every Christmas. So that's become a, a thing. So, All right. Well, it didn't but, fall in the five years, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Krampus is 2015. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, yeah. I don't I won't push you in that. So trick or treat. Let's just dominate you. Kind of. Um, because that's I think that's probably well popular. It's a bit of a cult following. Not many lot of people know about that movie. Yeah, but it's awesome. It yeah. really is. As far as Halloween style films go, that's all you need because it's got everything in there. 
and it's and it uh, does it's, it's a great. decent it, it's a good it's a good anthology anthologies can be hit yeah, and miss here absolutely. and there and of course yeah. krampus i think most yeah. people know it's a glossy one but it is a fun christmas experience the, the weird thing with krampus is it should be massive Mm. It sh- it should be as big as like Gremlins or something like that, because uh, I mean there's a lot of good stuff going on in that film. It's really funny. It's really sad. It's kind of you know great special effects. People should be watching that all the time, but not a lot of people know it. Like Trick or Treat. Yeah, uh, it's not that particularly as well. It stars the likes of Tony Collette, um, who are fairly big deals. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, or or now are you know? I don't know if they. Mm. Uh, I'm loving the slaughtered lamb picture <laughs> on the on the on the on the wall behind yeah, you. Yeah, that's that's part of my wife's bar makeup, which is out of shot. But there's a lot more of that stuff. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, and she, it was uh, such a great thing. Uh, we we went with my London people. We went to uh, Wales and went to the village uh, where they shoot that. And it was incredible because it was totally deserted because every building is an Airbnb. And uh, we went with Victoria Price. She drove us in a minibus to Wales. <laughs> and we'd, we'd just been at Highgate Cemetery. And it's like, what's happening now? Well, we're driving to Wales. Oh, of course we are. So we drove to Wales with my gr- uh, good friends, Peter Fuller, who does all the Vincent Price stuff. And uh, we went to Crickdarn, which is the village uh, in Wales that they shot that. Nobody there. Uh, we saw one other person and she'd not heard of the film. And uh, But we got to recreate some of the scenes. Me and Graham Humphreys doing the uh, kind of bit in the graveyard there. Uh, <laughs> great film. Oh, that is incredible. Um, I love that. You're, I love your passion for that. But I also love your passion for Goldman soon as well. Just as a reminder, people, because we have... Segwayed into horror, living hell outright now. The video on YouTube, go check this out. If you've not heard of Goldman soon, use this opportunity to check them out. Living hell, recent, further back pills, of course, Alpha Kings, and what will come out into, well, hopefully in 2023 <laughs> yeah. later on. Yeah. Um, Stu, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really no appreciate worries. it. Thank you. thank you very much. Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, Consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. As well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for?